Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. open up your Bibles to Luke 6, 1 through, sorry, 26 through 38. We're going to be reading there in a moment. And so, one of the church mothers in our church put her son to bed. This is not me. On the eve of his fifth birthday, and so she was trying to communicate the birthday idea to him. Kevin, she said, this is the last night of your fourth night. Do you understand that? Kevin was ready to communicate with his hands. For a full year, he had shown people four fingers of his uh, four years. And now he was ready to add a thumb. Seeing his four fingers, his mother nodded and said, when you go to sleep tonight, you'll still be four years old. But do you know how old you will be in the morning when you wake up? Kevin nodded enthusiastically. He added his thumb to his four little fingers and said, tomorrow I will be a handful. Amen. And so to all the mothers out there, amen, who have their hands full. We celebrate Mother's Day. And so the role of a mother is not easy, but nonetheless, she mothers or smothers. Amen. And so a mother, amen, her natural instinct is to mother her children. Luke 1 through 26. Sorry, 126 through 38 says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled and saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth. In her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who, has call, who was called barren. 
for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's pray this morning. God, we thank you, Lord God, for the power of your word, Lord God, for the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord God. And not only for that, Lord God, but the power of a mother in our lives, Lord God, as we look upon your word this, this morning, we ask you to move. We ask you to touch us, Lord God. We ask you to touch the mothers that are out there. Lord God, touch their lives. Help them as they raise their children. Give them insight, Lord God, unto their lives and their lives of their children. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I want to look at this morning at a mother's call by God doesn't have to be perfect. And so I know that many people pray to Mary, the mother of Jesus. And so the reason that we do not pray to Mary is because she was not perfect. But let me say that this is great news for every mother. Mothers are not perfect, nor do they have to be. We uh, look at a biblical example of a woman that was not perfect, and her name was Rahab. And so this, this, uh, this woman, Rahab, had a, a past sinful life. Amen. The first part of Rahab, Ray, Ray, was the name of an Egyptian god. As the Amorites, Rahab belonged to an idolatrous people and had the name of meaning of insolent. Rahab can come across in scripture as a shrewd businesswoman who chose her profession to make a, a good living. And so perhaps Rahab came from a place of deep brokenness or childhood trauma. Maybe her past was one of pain abuse that left her trapped by uh, disrespect and shame. And so maybe Rahab had been rejected or abandoned and made a desperate choice to meet her growling stomach. Night after night, choice after desperate choice, had become a life she never intended. What whispers did this woman hear? Did she hear the uh, whispers of condemnation? Did she hear the whispers of fear? Did she hear the whispers of shame or worthlessness? Too many mistakes, too many regrets. Are you, it's too late to change. This woman was in a city surrounded by sin. It was her environment. Who knows if she was influenced to take her profession as a prostitute by choice or by unfortunate circumstances. Nevertheless, she was recorded in the Bible in the lineage of Jesus because of her choice not only to help God's people, but to be engrafted into the life of the Israelites. And so you can look at this woman's life. You can look at her past, amen, and say, this was a very bad woman. But let me tell you, as she got engrafted into the house of God, as she got engrafted into the children of God, you can say that this woman got saved. And so the, cons amen, and so her life was, was less than perfect. Amen. Another life that was less than perfect was the conception of Jesus Christ. 
And so in Matthew 1 through 1, 18 through 20, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And so we see another story here, amen, in the Bible of another woman, amen. Actually, the woman, amen, the mother of the Son of God. And so we see this, amen, and, you know, how many of us know that people thought that she had gotten pregnant out of wedlock? She had lost her virginity out of wedlock. So this, in the law of the Jews, was punishable to death. And we see this happening in her life. But thank God that he gets involved, amen, in her life. Think about the rejection she must have felt in her life. Think about the circumstances that are surrounding the birth of Jesus. And this wasn't easy for a young woman. And on top of that, she was young. Who knows how old she was? She, she might have been like 14, 13 years old, amen. For somebody this young to be able to handle this. The pressure of this coming upon her life wasn't easy for this, for this young woman. Luke 2, 1 through 7 says, amen, thank God that he intervened in their circumstances. In those days, a decree went out from uh, Caesar Augustus that all worlds should be registered. This was the first registration when a curious the government of Syria and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Ju Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came of her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped in him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Think about this. She's pregnant. The harshness of the journey, amen, to Bethlehem. It was not easy. It was a rough journey. No doubt miles and miles through desert. Amen. There was uncertainty upon their lives. But let me tell you that she knew that, that God had spoken to her, that the angel of God had spoken to her, and that was enough for them. Amen. That was enough for Joseph and Mary. Amen. For them to, to make this journey. And so, and so the birth of Jesus, amen, was less than perfect. Um, and so you, you see this, amen, 
that it's 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 less than perfect. And on top of that, you know, Jesus being born in a manger, nobody would take them in. Nobody would give them a place to stay. And so they find a man this 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 place where Jesus is to be born. And so Jesus is born there. And through all these uncertainties, through all these imperfections, the Son of God is born. And his mother does this, and her father does this by faith. Thank God, amen, for women that would listen, amen, to God's will. Linda Hutchinson of Madeline, Massachusetts, tried perfection for one day. Her daughter got married. As she tells the story, she went to the front of the church to light one of the candles, not realizing the potential hazard. I got too close and set my acrylic nail on fire. Trying not to ruin my daughter's big day, I calmly lit the candle from my flaming nail, and then, like a gunslinger with a six-shooter, blew it out. Needless to say, my blackened nail was the talk of the reception. And so we see, amen, another mother here, amen, no doubt a funny story. He, she lights her nail on fire, amen. And so sometimes, you know, there's, there's unusual circumstances. And just like, you know, the unusual circumstances of these women, amen, did not stop them from being mothers, amen. Even their, their shortcomings, amen, because how many of us know that we all have shortcomings, and I want to look secondly at the mother's call by God, amen, to be submissive. And so when Mary was only a teenager, she was confronted with the challenge to be completely submitted to God's will. When Gabriel gave her, angelic, gave her the angelic message that she was to carry Christ, and so Mary, she was stunned, listen to this, uh, Luke one thirty eight, and Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. Even though she was stunned, amen, she said, Let it be according to your word. And you, you got to think about this, you know, because the prophecy had been told, amen, that there was a coming, upcoming Messiah. And for her, amen, to take this responsibility upon herself. She knew this, amen. The Israelites knew this. The Jewish people knew this. But her, for her to be chosen, amen, to carry our, the Son, amen, Jesus Christ, was a big thing. And so I wonder, you know, if she started thinking in her mind, how am I going to do this? You know, the Son of God, you know, is going to be in my womb. But let me tell you that Mary never wavered. She was in complete submission to God's will. Yes, she was. Was she nervous? Certainly. Was she unsure of her own abilities? Who wouldn't be? Was she anxious about the prophecy? That part of her future would in, that included pain? Of course she was, but she did it nonetheless. Billy Graham said, 
Only God himself fully appreciates the influence of a Christian mother in the molding of the character in her children. And so this was going to be a part of her life, amen. Not just the birth of her son Jesus, amen, but the molding of her son Jesus, the son of God. And so mothers have physical ties to their children. And so you and I, we wouldn't be here, amen, if it weren't for our mothers. And so we need, amen, our moms to survive. And so we wouldn't be here. Mothers teach us, amen, so many things in our lives. One thing that I see my wife teaching my children, you know, is character. How to be polite. How to mind your manners. Amen. How to do their homework. My wife uh, homeschools my, my daughter. And so I see her doing this. And so the mother has, amen, a big part and role, amen, in, in the household. She doesn't work. She's, so she's the main influence that's in our household. And so she has to, on top of that, she has to have a spiritual influence of setting the, the example as a godly woman. 2 Timothy 1 through 5 says, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, I am persuaded is in you also. And so this is talking of this scripture, amen, is talking about Timothy. Amen. There, there's no mention of his father in the picture, in the scripture. So his mother and his grandmother had influence in his life. Amen. They were godly women. Amen. They got saved. And so they had godly influence in this young man Timothy's life. And so here comes Paul the Apostle later on and starts putting some manly things in him because the father figure wasn't there. But I want to say this morning that the mother has a big part, amen, in the raising of our children. And so the relationship of a mother, amen, affects children's relationships with God. And so the power of a godly mother, amen. Mothers have a unique and special influence. And so a child only has one mother and only one mother to learn from. And so there's only one of them. God who knew this, amen, chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus Christ. So he chose her specifically to be the mother of Jesus Christ for that task. He knew that she was more than able to accomplish. Amen. And you're, think about it, your mother, your wife, amen, God knew, amen, her also, amen, that she was going to be more than capable, amen, to bring up your children, amen, to be, amen, what they need to be. Charles Spurgeon says this, you are as much 
serving God and looking after your own children and training them up in God's fear and God uh, and God uh, minding the house and making your household a church of God as you would be if you had been called to lead an army to battle for the Lord of hosts. Amen. I love Charles Spurgeon's quotes. Amen. Hallelujah. And so this morning, amen, our mothers have a lot to do with their sh the shaping of our children. And so I want to take a look at, at lastly, a mother's call by God never relinquishes the title. And so this means it never gives up. And so near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. Mary didn't stand stoically and passively by the foot of the cross. As she had already made out to be out of stained glass. So she crumbled at the cross. She fell down to the depths there, mourning and wailing and begging the God of heaven to stop her hell on earth when her son was dying. Think about this. Think, think about the weight of the mother. Amen. The, uh, the weight that was upon this mother as her son is being crucified. As she's there watching all this. She, she was there on that day. The truth of Simon's prophecy at birth of Jesus was suddenly true. Amen. The cross cut deeply into Mary's heart. Despite the pain, however, Mary was there. She was a mother from beginning and a mother to the end. A mother called by God never relinquishes the title. You'll find mothers like that in the halls of every children's hospital, in funeral homes, in the counselor's offices. Mothers never relinquish the title, even if the child is rebellious, harsh or cruel. Her heart just will not allow it, not when she is called by God. And I remember this, amen, as, as I grew up as, as a child, I was rebellious, amen. I remember bringing many sorrows to my mom's life, many sorrows, amen, to, to her heart. I remember bringing so many heartaches to her life. My sister also, amen, uh, my older sister was, was a big influencer in my rebellion. And um, I just, I remember, amen, putting my mom through a lot of heartache. Sometimes the most difficult decisions a mother will never make, amen, will, will ever make, sorry, sometimes a mother's difficult decision, a mother will ever make uh, comes right at the beginning. There are continued to be that brave lot of mother who realize under the rare circumstances that the best gifts they can give their children is the gift of adoption. And all over the world, that painful giving up of a baby is a whole lot like the painful giving up of a son on a cross. I know, you know, some mothers, you know, they, they conceive children out of wedlock and no doubt they, they make the hard decision to, to give up their children. And so this is just like, you know, Mary having to give her own son up on the cross. 
But even at that moment, the giving up, amen, a mother's love, amen, is sacrificial. It is painful, but it is a loving moment of care. When a woman becomes a mother and when a man becomes a father, there is an instant realization that the day will almost certainly come when pain is dominated, amen, in the picture. The crosses are different for every family, but frankly, the crosses usually come. There will be divorces, disease, there'll be death, there'll be many harsh words, there'll be unacceptable actions. There may be tough love and impossible nights. Through it all, mothers called by God will never relinquish the title. Never. There is nothing like a mother's love. I want to say this morning that a mother's love never gives up. Amen. And so through all, amen, the things mothers go through, through all the heartache, amen, children may put their mothers through as we see the example, amen, of Mary going through hardship uh, in the birth, amen, not only in the birth of Jesus Christ, but having to give up her son to the will of God, amen. We see her trouble, but she does it anyways because this morning a mother never gives up. Can I have every head bowed and every eye closed in respect to God? You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.